to uh, help split the cost with South Korea and they said no. I did not know that but I'm glad because that's actually illegal they want to get into that. Well, oh, maybe. I don't know. They wanted to help host some of the events and so they're like, well, we'll give you some money and... Ain't nobody wanted North Korea. You can't get a visa or nothing to get in there. They were like, we wish you people and we'll capture them and chop their hands off. Stop. Stop. Alright. Let's get into it though. Drew? Yes. Doug, how do you feel about the Olympics? You love them. You love the events. You love the sports. You love the curling. You love the uh, snowboarding. Yeah. It is one of the greatest two weeks of your life. Two and a half, yeah. Two and a half weeks. Yeah. Of your life. I mean, honestly, who doesn't though? Who doesn't you're just not patriotic. It's a real thing. But I guess if you don't like sports, if you don't like sports, yeah. then you can forget the, the Olympics. Coming together. Then enjoy your ceremonies, sports. right? Opening and closing. Close. Enjoy the closing one. Yeah. That means everything's coming to an end. Yeah. Yep. In a sad way. Yep. Actually, you and know, when the Olympics died, I believe that you straight up told me, what am I going to watch now? Yeah. At least hockey's still on. At least it's still on. <laughs> it's true. You go through withdrawals. Now, we love the Olympics. I love the Olympics. I really do. I, I, I love them. Summer Olympics are great. But you know who doesn't love the Olympics? The hosting city. The city Indeed. that hosts the Olympics Thinks they love the Olympics until it's all over. Yes, sir. And a year or two later, they're billions in debt. They're billions. Yep, billions over cost of over projections. And then they have to pay for it all. Yep. And they have all these facilities that are never used again. Yep. Am I wrong? Yep. All right. Look, guys, we are going to ruin the Olympics for you. In this episode, no, we're going to make it make logical sense. That is a better way. Of we're going to be economical. That is a very choosing a city. Much better way of putting it. Like Beijing. Let's clear the air on the situation that the Olympics are economically horrible for cities. So yet we think we have a way to solve the problem. Correct. All right. So the question is, how do you determine what the cost benefit is? Let us go start at the beginning. First off, there's a committee called the IOC, Olympic, International Olympic Committee. They started themselves back in, uh, I don't have the date, I wish I did, but it was like 18, late 1800s, like 1892 or something. Um, and they, this Frenchman was like, let's bring the Olympics back, so let's form a committee. So they formed a committee, and they said, okay, everybody, bid on what cities that you want. Cities around the world, bid on where we should have the Olympics. And then with Athens first, and then the other ones. But the IOC formed themselves. And they said, we'll take care of it. We'll, we will uh, be in charge of everything. And then they said, um, yeah, so give us some money. And if you want to host it, let us know. And that's how it got started. Now, throughout the years, the IOC goes over to all of the cities. And they say, there's requirements. Um, I don't know what the requirements back then, but now the requirements. And it's not very many. The requirements are this. Wine and dinas. <laughs> Brides are illegal. But wine and dinas. Uh, cost, um, you have to provide 40,000 um, housing units, so you need to be able to house an influx of 40,000 people, which is not very many. 
uh, but at the same time, it's quite a few hotels. And you also need to have the facilities to run it, and then you need to prove that you can pay for the facilities. Now, that's where the problem lies. No city has the facilities to uh, host, and no city bid is ever, 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 ever. Well, so, some cities have the facilities. Sort of. But you're right. There's like two in the world. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> uh, so let's start at the beginning. Drew? Oh, I need to find my list. Anyways, there's a few cities that we picked out through over the years that we think are phenomenal examples of why the Olympics ruin cities. And this isn't just we picked out the worst ones, which, well, I think that. We picked out the worst ones. But these are all, none of them are good. We went through all of them. They we went all of them. None of them are good. We went back to like the 80s. Yeah. Uh, yes. yes, and it actually goes farther back. We went back to 76. And we went back farther, but those ones don't matter as much. They're not like relative terms as much. Like we don't relate to them as much, right? Like money-wise, economic-wise. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just terrible. But what, what sparked this? What, what sparked this? Right. Um, Rio. And the law of diminishing marginal returns and how much money you're investing into it versus what you're getting out of it later down the road and how terrible it is now. Yep. And then you look at South Korea that just happened, but then it's like, what's next? Beijing. Well, that sounds familiar. We all remember Michael Phelps and getting all of his glory medals and over there. And, yeah, and he's got, but he's the bird's nest, right? Yep. That is a very memorable stadium. Yep. You know what it looks like. We all know what it looks like. And it's going to be used again. Yeah. And what a fantastic thing. See, so Beijing is one of those cities where they're actually repurposing their Summer yep. Olympic buildings. Complete opposite. So we're going to get into repurposing, but let's start yeah. where... Uh, That's what started it. Let's start with Big Fails. That's what started, started it. Yeah. Because Beijing is... The winner of Beijing is coming up next. And they were like, oh, we look, we have all these facilities already. Yes, we need to build a few winter facilities, but we have... The housing, we got the only village still. But personally, when I was watching closing ceremonies, and they're like, see you in Beijing, we're like, wait a second, we heard that not too long ago. And then it's like, wow, what a great idea. They're going to host summer and now winter. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. All right, what's the first one, Brian? Okay, let's go back to Montreal, 1976. One of the ugliest, I think it's the second ugliest next to, well, next to Sochi. I think this is the second ugliest just city ruining the, the Olympics ruined this city. 1976. So they got some bids, right? The IOC takes bids, and the Montreal bids... Uh, that they can do it for like $140 million. They said, we can, we can host the Olympics for $140 million. The IOC was like, okay, great. So the economy in Montreal was great. Everything was good. As soon as they got the bid, you get seven years to build it, right? They tell you seven years in advance. So you seven years to build a stadium and housing and all that garbage. Um, during that seven years, they had uh, multiple unit strikes. Um, they had their economic tank, their, what is it? Their economics in the city tanked. Is that how you say it? They tanked the economy. The economy. The economy tanked. Um, and delays, delays, delays. And it turns out that as the games started, as the Montreal games started, they were finishing up building pathways. Um, the stadium, they were still like shoveling dirt out the way and just finishing smoothing out pathways to even get into the stadium. It's terrible. They weren't even done building it. It took them 30 years to, to pay it off. Then the game were in 76. They finally paid it off in 2006, and it ended up costing $6 billion. That's 1976 money. So today it was like $44 billion or something like that. $124 million. They said, we can do the Olympics for $124, and it costs $6 billion. That's a crazy ratio. Um, strikes happened. So when strikes happened, nobody works. And then when you have to cover, make up the time... You, you have, have to, to work, work overtime, overtime, so all your, you're paying all your employees overtime, so that just costs go through the roof. I mean, it's ridiculous. Now, lasting effects of that, they brought in the Expos. Actually, the Expos started right before they got the one did. So the Expos, they built this new stadium. They're like, oh, the Expos was The stadium was built so badly, it fell apart twice. They were supposed to have a retractable roof that they never built, so they put up a canopy, which they had to pay for. It cost more, more because they did not build the stadium right, because they had to build it so fast, it cost more to... Maintain the stadium than that the Montreal Expos were making. And eventually, what happened? The Expos went to DC, which was actually super smart. Uh, uh, and then they come back to DC. 
Woo! Dang, it was a lot of info. <laughs> so, Montreal got ruined by that. $44 billion. Okay. That, that was... Um, that city was actually on the up and coming. It was actually bigger than Toronto and more desirable to live in until they had the Olympics. And because of what they had to pay for and the debt they went into, people moved out of Montreal. And uh, now Toronto is a, a um, succeeding city, and people would much rather live there than Montreal. Crazy. Ruin the city, dude. Ruin it. Now. But they love their Canadians. But they love their Canadians. Now. Let's go into that was a summer Olympics seventy six that was seventy six. Uh, fast forward, what happened in seventy six was people were like, "Oh my gosh, they took out so much debt." Cities actually pulled out of bidding uh, for the next few Olympics. There were twelve cities I think or something, and it went down to like like three cities. I mean, people pulled out because the debt was so big, and they were like, "Oh, this is terrible." Why not do this? L.A. wins in nineteen eighty four. So it's two Olympics later, right? This is a witch. Happened. They're back in for 2028. They are. They're in LA for 2028. Buy your seats. Yeah. <laughs> Buy tickets now. now. Yep. This is the crazy thing. LA hosts the Olympics in '84. What, what does, does LA have? What does they have? Including the Los Angeles Kings. They now they have the Kings. They have. Um, they already had. They had two college stadiums. They had facilities. They had training facilities. They probably built a few hotels, which they were going to build anyways. It's LA. Uh, they had an Olympic Village. They should have looked at the Olympic Village, but I'm sure the Olympic Village wasn't that hard to build. Also, this is why story about shoe contracts happened. So people were like, "Oh my gosh!" Anyways, crazy story. Uh, but TV TV profitability blew up in the 80s. One, because of cable TV, and two, because people actually started saying that, oh, we can actually make money by broadcasting sports. Anyways, uh, they got humongous, t- like ridiculous TV contracts for the time. <coughs> they already had the infrastructure. They were already building the city. They already had the stadiums. They really didn't have to do like in, comparative, in comparison that much. And they made a surplus. They made a $250 million operating surplus, which isn't that much. In uh, retrospect, but at the same time, they didn't lose money, and that's what matters, right, Drew? Yeah, they can't see you shaking correct. your head. <laughs> that's correct. That's correct. Um, after the LA Games, they got twelve cities with bids. So people were like, "Oh my gosh, look, LA made LA made money. We can we can bid too." And this is where it gets ugly again. Twelve cities bid the Olympics. So you know what they did? They said, "Oh, we can give these to quote unquote developing countries." Um, those developing countries could not handle the cost. Um, and I think it was um, high hundreds of millions or at least a billion dollars was lost until 2008, um, which is – dang, I cannot do the math, but that's like 20 years, 98, 08. Yeah, 20 years. So it's every four years. What's that? Five Olympics, four Olympics. One of those two. Yeah. Hundreds of millions or billions were lost in each of those cities. In 2008, um, uh, Beijing came along, and they only lost a few hundred million, which was actually really impressive. They did over budget by quite a bit, but they only lost a few hundred million. Uh, 2012, London, they, they actually dumped $12 billion. Um, They lost – I think they bid it at $4 billion, and it cost them twelve. I think. Can't quite sure. Uh, $14 Greece? No. 14 was... 14 was Sochi. Yeah, I was going to say 14 was uh, winter. 14 was Sochi. And we're going to hit on that in just one second. 16, Rio. Oh my gosh, Rio was devastated. Same thing that happened in Montreal happened to Rio, where they were like, let's take the Olympics. And then they were like, oh wait, we can't. The facilities they built were rushed so fast that they couldn't even use it. They said, oh, we'll build the Olympic Village and then we'll build a, uh, athletes housing and we're going to turn it into regular housing. Which couldn't happen because they built it so bad, it, it wasn't a standard of living house. So it literally is just a vacant building. We also went through pictures. What else is a vacant vacant photos? The Olympic Village built in, in city – like it, it's not built off to the side like a lot of stadiums are. It was actually built in the city. It's vacant. There's just stuff everywhere. It's crap everywhere. It's meant for like drug use and hobos at this point. Wasn't the big problem with that one or maybe it was Vancouver? Worms ate. The stadium. Well, well yeah, that, so that was real. <laughs> but the big problem was when they went through the bid process and the application process, their economy was, was fantastic. Yeah. And yep. then it just 
tanked. And that's because it's a seven years. You're seven years out, right? You can't predict seven years out. Yeah. Nobody knows. So if it was two years out and you already had three-fourths of the stuff built, perfect, right? But that's not how it works. They take bids for seven years out and say, oh, yeah, handle it yourselves. Here's another thing that's corrupt. And as soon as we talk about this, we'll get into Sochi. Here's another thing that's corrupt. Uh, the IOC, when they take bids, they force the city to say, yes, we will take on the costs. Now, that's not saying that you can get private investors, quote unquote, a, a federal type government over a city type government that say, hey, we'll help with the costs. That's not saying that you can't do that. But uh, the, the city is ultimately responsible and they have to commit to eating the costs. So like the IOC helps out zero. Private investors, they don't go out and – like um, if the IOC went out and they lobbied for money to help the city, that would be phenomenal. But they don't do that, and it's crazy. Um, let's talk about how Sochi was ruined. But first, we must – a word from our sponsors at the car – from the car exhaust grill. Uh, speaking of – uh, clearing the air, uh, why not be cooking while driving? It's safer than texting. It saves time and energy. You're not using coal, wood, or other fuels. Mm. You can just uh, hook up your car exhaust grill to your car exhaust, and when you get to your destination, your meat is cooked as tenderly as your skin because you lotion it. It is so delicious. You will be like, dang, I'm going to cook on my way home too. Mm-mm-mm. Cancer never tasted so good. The car exhaust grill is phenomenal. Drew, you have a car exhaast grill? Yeah, yes, you hooked it up to your yes, I do. You hooked it up to your diesel. You also hooked it up to your other gas-powered vehicle. And guess what? The diesel one actually is way more flavorful than the gas-powered one. Try it out. Car exhaust grill. Delicious. Yep. Okay, Soshi 2014. Okay. This might be the worst decision ever. By the International Olympic Committee. Yeah, I don't know, though, because Rio was pretty bad. But Sochi, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's a coin flip. It's, but, it, like, hurts me when you're going to say what happened here. But at the same time, it's comical. It's, it it's, is comical. It's phenomenally It bad. is comical. So <clears throat> Sochi went through this application process, right? They're, they're, Which, by the way, cost 60 to $150 million to apply for. That's application fees, but then that's also city permits. You have to prove that you can build the stadiums. You have to prove that the land is okay. It just costs that much money to get all the paperwork and applications through. So my question is, and I don't know the answer to this one, but for Sochi in 2014, when they were going through their application process, they were bidding against Pyeongchang, South Korea, and Salzburg, Austria. So Pyeongchang had already gone through the application process. Did they have to pay that fee twice? Probably not. Uh, it depends on when the decision was made, but I bet the decision was made pretty soon after they – They were, okay, they were the runner-up. They were the runner-up yeah, so to Sochi. So the next year. Yeah. Okay. So in any event, um, Sochi was originally budgeted – to spend twelve million or twelve billion dollars, which is actually a really—I know that sounds like a lot, but that's a smart budget because um, I think up to date that was the most expensive bid. That was the most expensive projected um, money costing. <laughs> oh, I'm losing my words here. Yeah, so $12, $12 billion. Nobody else had ever projected that it would cost $12 billion. So they were the highest projected cost, which right. good job. Yeah. Right? Okay. Until. So the problem with – but the problem with Sochi is Sochi is a beach resort town and not a snow winter. I have no idea where Sochi's at. Russia, right? It's in but yeah, I don't Russia. But I don't know where in the location of I'd have to look at the so map, but I just know it's a – bidding for the Winter Olympics? It's a beach Way resort town and, and – uh, who's who's in charge of Russia? Vladimir Putin. Well, he is now. <laughs> <laughs> he had this big grand idea or vision that Sochi could not just host the Olympics, but become this resort winter that just resort town. Stupid. Well, yeah, for fifty business, billion dollars. Business, business, bro. If you're a beach town, like you don't build snow stuff in Huntington Beach. Uh, no, like, no. On. No, so it'd probably be a fantastic place to host the Summer Olympics. Yeah, but, surfing and stuff now. Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, but going so that's the first bad idea is that <laughs> it's a summer resort in a summer beach resort. town. 
Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of controversy and scandal with Sochi, and part of it is they were originally. Um, With the funding, the government wasn't going to pay any of it. So they were leaving it up to the city. So they bid, they bid on it, and they said, "Okay, it's all it's all up to you, Sochi." I mean, basically, but actually, what what Putin had in his plan. Um, this article I'm looking at it says instead of the Russian government shouldering the 39 billion in cost overruns, like they're overspending. So that's uh, 25 billion at this point. His plan was to get the rich um, Russian oligarchs. Oh my god! To which never happens. To pitch in. You know why? Because they're smart and they don't just give their money away. That's why they're rich because they don't just give their money away. So. Basically, what ended up happening is they didn't do that either, and the money all kind of fell on the people. And who knows if it's actually been paid back or not? Oh, it's not fifty billion but, they paid back to nobody. But the and I don't and this part I don't think's been officially proven either. But the general consensus is that that Putin's inner circle of people, um, part of that fifty billion dollar final bill includes $30 billion that they all pocketed oh my for gosh, themselves. Dude. So, um, over four years, that 50 billion has not been paid out. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> it took 30 years for Montreal to pay 6 billion. You know, that ain't happening. So part of, so for example, the ski jump, um, the ski jump was supposed to be pi- privately funded by, um, see, that's smart. They're going out and they're trying to raise funds, but, but, um, Spurbank, which is Russia's largest bank, yeah. they were supposed to privately fund the ski resort, which was one point seven billion dollars. Because there's no ski resort yeah, in a summer from scratch in a summer thing, and then they also beach have to town. Their snow. Yep. So um, that one point seven billion was to fund seventy percent of the infrastructure for the ski resort. Um. They basically, uh, long story short, pulled out and Left it up uh, found out it was going to be two point seven billion and oh my god, crumbling this. But, you know, anyways, double the cost, and they were like, "Oh, never mind." Like a bank should do, like a city should do. So the other thing, so there's this railroad that linked that because Sochi is because it's a resort town it's kind of off on its own yeah. it's like a two hour car ride or and that's actually whatever to Rio too so Rio projected I cannot remember the projected like four billion or something but it ended up costing uh oh wait a second it ended up costing 13 billion which is like just ridiculously over budget but they had the same thing they had to build they had to feed the Olympic Village, but to do that, they had to build more subways, and to do that, it cost them six billion dollars. Yeah, see, and so in, Ru- in Sochi, it was eight point five billion Gross. for this rail, and it's just to get people to the place, which yep. actually sucks because that's two weeks of getting that's two weeks of influx of people, which is garbage. That's another thing that people don't bid on is that they know how many tourists they have over the course of a year, and they know that their airports, they know that their trains, their taxis, everything can handle that. But when you just influx straight up for two weeks, then you have to upgrade your airport and you have to upgrade your transportation system, like the rails or the subways. That's part of your cost. And it's like, holy crap. Just for two weeks, you got to like double your airport yep. size, double your subway size, double all this bullcrap. So, so the other thing with the Sochi Olympics is in the outskirts of Sochi is kind of where all the um, people live. I don't even know how to pronounce this. It's the village of Ukder. Ukder. Up there. Yeah, but in Russia, it's like... <laughs> Something. Um, but basically, they had, they had such this, such a vision for this project to have the Olympics there. Um, they originally offered to pay the residents of the town to move out. Because oh they needed gosh. to buy up all Which this property. the same because they were going to buy... Oh, my gosh. There goes your revenue. There goes your yep. revenue. Well, um, nobody paying taxes. Nobody actually lives there, and then that's how you create ghost towns. So apparently, um, 
That's why there were about two thousand, and and they're all farmers or miners or whatever. Um, there were two thousand families that were asked to relocate. Yeah, and um, not all of them were reimbursed for their. No, of course not. No. No. Um, so there's people just like living either homeless yeah. or in hotel hostels. Um, hey, there were 15. Every, this is like a good idea. Let's kick everybody out of their homes. Okay. And we won't pay. We'll say that we pay the fine, but then we won't. And then we'll buy up all the land, but then we'll go so far over budget that we actually can't pay for it. Basically that's free land. That's awesome. So really they're smart. So there's also um, they found several illegal quarries, uh, yeah. and um, so there's a bunch of illegal quarries uh. in this lowland, marshland, whatever place. And then um, there's 1,500 unsanctioned waste dumps. It's disgusting. And there's you can see fires of underground because, because they found them when they kicked everybody out, or this is because they built the Olympics and now no, it's, it's post Olympic stuff. Oh post Olympic. It was well, it was part of the process of yeah. building the the town basically. That, so all this all this crap reminds me of this. The, the Olympic Committee actually goes to the city and they say, oh, okay, so. Uh, your city looks good. It looks clean. You can handle visitors. You're fine to hold the city. It reminds me of the Nazis. When they went there in, uh, in to Berlin in 36 or something like that, they were like, hey, you got way too much Jew garbage going around. Like, it's okay. We don't, we don't care what your government is doing, but you got to look clean. And they were like, oh, okay. So they basically whitewashed the city and just put Nazi stuff everywhere instead of um, like all the Jew, Jew graffiti, graffiti that they – like Jew hate graffiti. And they were like, oh, this looks fine. No problem. They hid their problems. Same thing happened with FIFA. When the FIFA went to Brazil, oh, this was in the 50s, I think. Um, the same thing. They actually hid people in the stadiums under regime, under gunpoint. And when FIFA committee came, um, people were, like, literally locked in the stadiums because they used them as jails to, like, torture people. And they locked them in the locker rooms and stuff, and they never walked the FIFA committee into that part of the area. And people were – I mean, right? These guys are 20 feet away. Like, oh, yeah, this looks great and clean. When you have all these prisoners at gunpoint – in the locker rooms, and they're just like getting gas and kill them. Like it's just crazy. Anyway. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, that's yep. why it's stupid. Uh, Drew, Sochi, yes. extremely bad idea. And you know what? I bet if we walk, I, I I would love to go there and walk around and just be like, dang, look how ruined this place is. Thanks. It's pretty ruined, but on the bright side, they took the stadium, whatever it was called, Fish Stadium. Yeah. Um, originally it was the dome. That's whatever it was used for. Anyways, they turned it into an open air stadium and that's where they're going to host the world cup this year. Ah, so at least okay. it's so at getting least used for that. Use out of it. But everything else is continual use. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Um, Pyeongchang. Oh. Doug just entered in the room with, uh, Frank's red hot and man, that's whacking me up the nose. It smells so good. I want some, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pyeongchang got, Pyeongchang was actually kind of smart. Now, they went over budget. I don't know the numbers. Drew, you know the numbers? What's their over budget numbers on that? Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Come on, Tech Drew. Uh, Come on, Tech Drew. Anyways, uh, they're actually going to demolish the stadium. You know why? Because it's actually built way off to the side of this tiny little town where they know they can't upkeep it and they know it won't get used. And so they planned on demolishing it. Yes, it costs a few hundred million dollars to do that. But is it better to just – Put it up and take it down for a few hundred million, or is it better to keep it and take twenty million a year to upkeep it? Plus, they'd probably know that if they leave it there, it'll get overrun with shrubbery and animals and hobos and things like that. Homeless. So, so Pyeongchang's I mean, like, kind of the same thing. Yeah. They had to build everything. almost everything, yeah, everything, right? They killed a. So they built a hundred million dollar stadium, Olympic pretty stadium, cheap. pretty cheap, uh, and it was used four times. Yep. Opening and closing ceremonies. But like I said, they're twice. smart to take it down because like in Montreal, that stadium, the upkeep on that was over $14 million a year. And it actually fell twice. Luckily, it didn't hurt anybody, but it did delay a game, a uh, Montreal Expos game once. So it could have hurt somebody if it would have happened like two hours later. Yeah. Uh, so I think they're smart um, to tear it down. They probably know that they built it crappy in the first place if it only cost $100 million a stadium that nice. you know. But still, I think they're smart to take it down. Plus, then you don't have continual residuals. Like, ah, oh, what do we do with it? Like, I think it's they have no, no they won't ever use it. it. Yeah, it's so a thirty-five thousand seat stadium, and there's forty-five thousand forty-five thousand people live in Pyeongchang. They're not <laughs> ever gonna. They're not gonna use it for anything. Yeah, they could use it for a um, 
<laughs> like uh, town meetings, the whole town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they, they do have plans, like the uh, Kwangdong Hockey Center is going to get reused for something. Yeah, that's smart. Um, the ski resort. Uh, the Alpine Center and uh, yeah. the Speed Skating Center, like some of those things are going to yeah. get reused. Um, it's going to be like their hub Dude, for so Olympic training. Watched, but. I was watching the World Championship Tour for speed skating finishes up like a week or two after the Olympics. And it's so funny to watch them go to the Olympics and they, they skate in this beautiful stadium, right? The speed skating stadium. And, but then when they like win the World Championships and overall World Championships and stuff – they skate in like they put an ice rink around an indoor track. <laughs> really? Like, it's not like a crappy place, but when well, you go to a beautiful stadium yeah, to like oh, skating in this, yeah. yeah, it's so funny the difference. So funny the difference in what they skate on on a year on a like a year, you know, championship series. Yep. All right. Um, next up, the IOC corruption and also the future of how we can fix. How the Olympics can actually make money. But first, let me ask you a question. Do you love bacon? Absolutely. Absolutely. Almost every man does. And woman. Let me tell you something. If you're like me brushing those pearly whites in the morning, these beautiful pearly whites I got on my pearly white smile is a drag. Well, let me solve your problem. Mr. Bacon Bacon's toothpaste will leave you wanting to brush those teeth past the two-minute mark that uh, five out of four dentists recommend. Perhaps even make you want... To eat your own toothbrush. <laughs> yummy, yummy, yummy. Mr. Bacon's toothpaste. Life's better with a mouthful of bacon. Twice a day. <laughs> at least. Yeah, you could go with three. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> a, third, a third one might be real bacon in my mouth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so good. So good. The IOC. Corrupt. Check this out. Um, they're set up in Norway. Frenchmen set themselves up in Norway. You know why? You don't have to release any income or any tax information. If you're set up in Norway, mm. nobody has to know how much you make or don't make. You know what else is interesting about the IOC? You have to be recommended to be put on the committee. You have to have be sponsored in. Yeah. To keep it. The Sounds like, yeah. <laughs> secret society. It's a very secret society. Pretty awesome. I want to be part of that thing. Uh, speculation is that they make around $6 billion a year. As a group? Uh, yes, the organization? The IOC. The Olympic Committee. Now, that is off of based off of... Uh, like TV, uh, all the revenues that report that have to report taxes and stuff, they report you know that they went to the IOC, and you can get a good estimate off of other people's reportings what the IOC collects, but nobody really knows. The only good thing that the IOC does is they actually do help athletes get to the Olympics. Now, if, if you're tra- they help poor countries, so if you're training in Africa to be a swimmer and all you have to swim in is a lake. Uh, but you qualify for the Olympics or something like that, and you just can't fund yourself plus your coaches, or maybe you can't fund a uniform or things like that. They actually do help athletes get to the Olympics, but after that, they don't help them do anything. So else. they give them like one memory to have the yes. rest of their lives, yep. and then go back into depression, depression. because they yep. see this beautiful setup. Well, the Oli- they have go to back to dirt. The Olympic Committee can't just represent the U.S. or like major countries, right? They have to be like, oh look, we brought Africa. Oh look, we brought the first Malaysian. Athlete ever. They probably did bring the Malaysian athlete mm-hmm. to the ice skate. Things like that. You know, they got to look good. They probably help out the refugee flag. They probably got an economy point. seat back on that Malaysia flight. See what I'm saying? Never got found. See what I'm saying? But you yeah, know what's funny IOC about Malaysia? And if you, want to, if you want to give to the IOC, like if you want to bid to the IOC, you have to bring them in. And you know they only take first class seats. What about Malaysia? I don't even remember. You said the funny thing well, about Malaysia. I was in the UAE there. Where, where are they? Who? UAE. UAE? United Arab Emirates? <laughs> what? Dubai? Where are they at? You don't... The UAE? I don't know the UAE. What? Teach me. It's in the Middle East. Where were they in the Olympics? Oh, man. I are they in the summer? I guess I didn't give enough money to the IOC. Dubai is like one of the wealthiest cities. But... They have a really nice indoor ski resort. Yeah. Indoor ski resorts? Like rich. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Indoor ski resorts? Oil money, yeah. baby. Loyal money. Oil oh, money. Oil money, yeah. Muhammad yeah. money. Dang. Yep. That's insane. You know what else they got? Uh, India has over a billion, a billion people, and they can't get to the Olympics. They're right over 
the sea. A billion people. From the UAE. And they can't get to the Olympics. A billion. Why but not? they can make it to the Curry Championships. Yeah! <laughs> that Curry's good. So good. <laughs> uh, how do we help the Olympics make... How do we help cities understand the Olympics is for them or not for them? What is the logic behind the economics of the Olympics? So I don't know if you can do that, though, because... I the politicians, the politicians are going to have well, these big googly eyes of, I want the glory, I want Check the Olympics. Out, so you're right, you're right, but the people and are getting smarter. Short term revenue, right? Extremely short term revenue, but the city doesn't actually make too much on that. Um, the only winners that make it are small businesses located around where tourists like can walk to. Well, if they, if they have taxes. And that's where they would benefit, right? Because yeah, but their sales tax, and you're getting a room, you're buying goods. You're right. That's going to. But the tax on the when you bid for four billion and it costs you fifteen billion, taxes ain't covering that. No. Yeah, and, that, and that's what's happened. And, and the IOC gives yeah. no assistance. No assistance. They the bid of the city. Yeah. When you bid, I think uh, you stepped out. But when you bid, the IOC makes you commit to covering the full cost. The city commits to covering the full cost. No but then you the take Los Angeles in 2028, yeah. right? and then it's like, what do you think that's going to do? I mean, that's going to do yep. a ton. So the future, the future. In 2013, the uh, cities were announced, Tokyo was announced for the Summer Olympics for 20. They also, this is the first time that they didn't go just seven years out. They announced 2022 for Paris and 24 for LA. You know why? Nobody else is bidding. Nobody else is bidding. Nobody else bid. Everybody pulled out. They were like, oh my gosh, we better do this before we don't get bids. Yep. Because people are like, oh, the cities are getting smarter. Boston pulled out because the mayor stated, I refuse to mortgage the future of the city away. Refuse. Do you think it would be a good idea for Chicago to have the Summer Olympics? You used Is to? that me? Yeah. Are you asking me? Yep. I, I think Chicago would be a, a good idea. You think Chicago idea? would be a great idea to go $15, 22000000000 in debt? But, they but don't have would they? Quite all the facilities. They don't have Ian. all of them. Ian! Ian! Ah! He's out. He says he bye. Us. He went to talk. He went to say something smart. So I think, I think Chicago, it, it, it's they a 50 50. They could benefit, but they could also, they it's going to cost not, them. But not Olympic specific ones. So yeah, it's going to cost right. them. Yeah, it's going to cost them. It's going to cost them. I, I still. I mean, I'd have to look at the numbers, but I, I do think that overall, I think it would be good for the city. Now, no, with the crime, over, it's not, with Drew. the crime, there's no way I There'd would. There'd be no do... crime for three weeks. Oh, okay, yeah, right. Except for uh, tourists getting like their wallets stolen. It's like you, the highest gun homicide. Now you right, but you don't think gun control for the for those few weeks? You don't think people would be like, I ain't gonna shoot nobody? Nope. Security after 9-11 for the Olympics went up from a few hundred million or less, just maybe uh, tens of millions. Man, I lived in Chicago for two years. That, that, of that place ain't going to change. For a couple weeks? Nope, I don't think so. For a couple weeks? No. You don't think there might be like maybe only two shootings instead of 37 in a week? My, my question is, does the IOC limit no. locations... For Olympics in the future to places that it knows can financially handle And that's it. the problem. Okay, so... so. Am I getting this, ahead of ourselves? No, no, no. Okay. This is right on it. That is where I have an issue because people bid on the Olympics and they say, hey, it's going to cost us $12 billion, right? Uh-huh. People bid on that and they say that. And the IOC says, yeah, clearly you have a business plan. Clearly you have uh, an idea of what you're going to do, an idea of what it costs. Yes, you can build the city. I think it's the city's responsibility to be like, wait a second, this has never panned out. Except for one time, but they already had they already had the infrastructure. This has never panned out. I think it's on the city to say that. I do. So I think there's certain cities that could think, benefit. Like yeah. you look at Salt Lake from two thousand two and you look at Utah, yep. like whether or not it benefited Utah in general, but you look at places like Park City and Salt Lake where it's Olympic training ground now. There's all the ski stuff yeah. is there, the yep. bobsled course is there, and they use it for training they and do practice. Use the bobsled because it's in such a year, uh, continuously tourist city and enough people live close enough to Park City where all the stuff is, the Olympic stuff is and the bobsled course is, people go up there in the summertime and they have like summer bobsled 
uh, like things on wheels and you could ride it on a bike. And I was like looking that. at a really chart cool. of financials for... So here's how you solve it, though. You bring up that chart. But here's, okay. how, you, here's how you uh, solve it, though. You ready? Uh, this is how you solve it. You have it in repeat cities. That's it. That's the only thing. People are building this Olympic stuff for a very short time. They don't already have it. It's uh, all brand new builds. Um, it's very certain specifications that you have to build it to. Why not put it in repeat cities? And why not put it in a city that says, look, we're going to start building on this. Like, why doesn't the city say, let's start building on this now and uh, we'll get people to come to the resort and then we'll bid for three Olympics out instead of – and then that way we'll know like, hey, people are here. They're training here. I mean if you think about it really only like for each Olympics, for the summer and the winter locations, there should be three or four cities in the world that have these facilities and that's it. And that's it. I'm not going to debate you on that. because And I that's think how you win economics. Yeah. That's it. Atlanta tanked. You think Atlanta would be this awesome city that had stuff? No. They tanked. They yeah, did. but at least Atlanta like kept it nice and they've got the Centennial Park and, yes, and blah, 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 blah. is good, but that's because America doesn't really like to let their crap go to crap. And they also put a ton of stuff like really close to the city. Yeah. And so stuff moved on. Um, L.A. L.A. is a perfect place. I, yep. I don't have any ties to LA. I'm not uh, – for the sake of all the other cities is the reason why I'm saying this. They're close to the ocean because surfing's now involved. They have – What if we had the Olympics in Hawaii? Now. That would be terrible for Hawaii. They don't have anything. We just <laughs> no, talked about no. how bad it is. And anyone in those ruin Hawaii? That'd be terrible. And probably. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, L.A. But L.A., they, they have three stadiums now. They're almost done with that humongous new one for the football, the football teams. Team. Yep. So they have um, the Coliseum, which holds like 85,000 people. The new one's probably going to hold 85-plus thousand people. Um, you can steal UCLA stuff. They have um, – a lot of the problem is, too, you have to build practice facilities. If you just built uh, like uh, a center stage like tennis court, right? If you only had to have three tennis courts, you're good. But you don't. You have to have like 15 or 22 of them. Why? Because you have to tr – these people have to stay practiced and warmed up, which is – you know, it just hurts you. Uh, but they have tons of tennis courts that the uh, schools aren't very far away. You can practice indoor and outdoor. I mean it's not – they have the facilities. They're set up for it. You know what I mean? It's, it's not a bad thing. Beijing. Now, Beijing has a lot of stuff that actually is in bad order now from the Summer Olympics. But they could easily restore that for way less than it costs to build new ones, right? And then they could have the Summer Olympics again. They're going to have the Winter Olympics. Uh, Salt Lake City is a phenomenal repeat uh, Olympic thing. They already had most of the infrastructure already when they did Salt Lake City. Um, they just had to update it and make it Olympic quality instead of a just a little bit lesser quality. But they already had the land, the resorts. Um, the only thing that is – they still use the curling facilities, the speed skating yep. facilities. Everything's still used. The ice skating rinks, um, the hockey rinks, they actually already had three locations, and they used them. They didn't even build a new hockey rink. They didn't even build a new stadium. They used a yep, college I mean, stadium. They were so smart. Yeah. Now they still lost money, but not very much. I don't – I was going to say, the chart I'm looking at makes it look like they maybe broke even. It was so close. It was super close. Super close. And that's Winter Olympics, which costs yeah. more than most of the time than yeah. the Summer Olympics. And they, uh, I mean, uh, it's a phenomenal repeat place. Tokyo, it'll be interesting to see how good Tokyo does. Now, Tokyo is equipped with some stuff. They are. Um, so they shouldn't lose too much. I'd be, if they lose less than like $4 billion, I'd be like, good job, Tokyo. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> Uh, but that's how you do it, dude. You have three or four cities that um, you give them ample time, so maybe 12 years to build their stuff so they can spread their taxes out. They can they can actually build it correctly um, so it's not falling apart when people are ending the stadiums. And uh, But that's how you do it. You got to have repeats, and you got to pick cities that are capable. <laughs> that's it. That's all there is to it. The IOC, you're garbage. Get smarter. You take six billion and you put places like Sochi fifty billion in debt. Stupid. Unbelievable! You should tell so Sochi, "Hey, man, probably not a good idea. You're a summer resort." You should tell Rio. Actually, Rio fought for the Olympics. I think three times. They really wanted. They really wanted it. them. They really wanted it. First time, besides Mexico City, that it went back to South America. Mexico City actually 
Uh, it's kind of a weird story. Bef- before the Olympics, there was this political uprising from children, uh, young adults, I should say. And there was actually a massacre uh, close to the Olympic Center Village. Um, like like two weeks, there was still blood splattered on the walls. They didn't quite paint it all over. There was still blood on the walls. Wait, where are we talking about? Mexico City. Oh. I think this is in the early 60s, I think. Mm. It was a really bad time. Really wow. bad time. Uh, but yeah, even that place was <laughs> booming at the time. But then again, they hit an economic thing. And then these kids were like, oh, no, we want politicians who are smarter and then there was corruption and then there was this massacre and then there were the olympics anyways last thing drew does the olympics bring the world together that's a tough question does it Uh, i think i think it depends on how you look at the question because i i mean maybe it does maybe it doesn't but i feel like it definitely puts up this facade that it does. Phenomenal facade. I think it actually does uh, during the Olympics. I think it puts the world on hold. I don't know if it brings it together. I don't know if it it doesn't solve any issues. But I think it does put it on hold. And so, like, if there's a crisis in the world, I, I do think it puts them on hold. Like the Cold War, yeah, we still were at... uh butting heads with the Russians and stuff like that. But I think it put the war on hold. And yeah, we wanted to beat them in every sport or whatever. And we did. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it wasn't like this big overlooming thing. I think it's an, a very enlightening thing that carries over for at least those two weeks and maybe a week or and a half afterwards. But I, I mean, is that the only reason that President Trump's going to talk to <laughs> Kim Jong-un? Those cheerleaders... Those, <laughs> oh my gosh. Anybody who says, oh yeah, look at North Korea for being so good at cheering. No. They were forced into it. You know why they were so synchronized? Because they practiced because they were forced into it. They were handpicked. And that girl was there to make sure that they didn't talk to anybody. Oh, his, his sister. sister. Yep. Yeah. And I'm sure that at one point somebody was like, oh, she was off half a beat and her hand got chopped off. One of those cheerleaders' hand. I mean, terrible, terrible, terrible. Have you, have you read about them? That's uh, an interesting some, yeah. group. Ugh. For those girls to be involved, I in. could never. I, I don't know if they're there because they want to be or no. I yeah. think they were like. I'm sure there was some excitement, like we're gonna go out of the world and uh, experience something other than North Korea. But at the same time, I'd be like, I don't care because they're gonna kill me. But they're basically stupid. exactly, yeah. or I mean, they're also basically kind of at the mercy of oh, gosh, the government. If they don't, if I don't, if I didn't smile correctly, then they're gonna. Slip my throat. I mean, seriously. Yeah. That's how it is. Well, we solved the Olympic problem. The problem is it never will be solved. No. <laughs> because they want to be like, oh, look, we're bringing the world. We're bringing the world together by putting in these obscure, obscure places, which in reality, if you would just have the Olympics economically smart, then yeah. you would be much more help. I don't think the athletes care so much where they go as – as being together as athletes and and competing for a country. So I wonder. Uh, one thing they, I wonder is: circuits. are they they go yeah. everywhere anyways? Yeah. Are is it something where the Olympics are ever going to kind of fade out? If they start to lose interest from host cities, uh, it, is that something that's going to come back? Or maybe ten, twenty years from now, will the Olympics even exist? They're going to exist. The IOC, I think, is smart enough to push cities to take bids. <laughs> um, I think they're smart enough. And I really think after L.A., I think Paris is going to tank. I do. I think it's going to You think Paris will tank? I think – well, I'm sure it will cost more than they think. But I think Paris I is think probably Beijing a good place for restore, it. Beijing, I think, I, is I good. I think they will restore faith in it actually doesn't cost $50 billion for Olympics even though you don't have facilities, which is what happened. And so she, um, I think LA will market well. I think they already have the infrastructure in place and I think they will market themselves well. And I think LA will restore the faith in summer Olympics. Um, so yeah, I, I think they're lucky to go back to LA. See, I know Salt Lake is wanting to host the Olympics again. I guess they've got some 
plan or proposal for 2030 or whatever the year is. Yeah, and also... But also Lillehammer Norway just announced that they're going to... They probably have half the stuff. I mean, they're big on speed skating up there. Uh, They'd have to... They have a couple ski resorts. I mean, they've already hosted. They're going to have to update everything because they hosted back in, what, 90... Oh, they've previously hosted it? Oh, Oh, you're right, you're right. Lillehammer. Mm -hmm. 94. That was the year that Nancy Kerrigan got... Yeah, and a lot of times updating is like... If I was if I had the infrastructure like that and I wanted to update, I would be like, okay, just make the updates as crappy as possible, but make it look good. Because yes. <laughs> a lot of times it costs more to restore than it does to build new, right? But why de- demolish and build new when you can just? Uh, well, it's like as long uh, as the functionality works. Like yeah, I don't care if the it's guy's like renovating a house. You don't have to spend yeah. a ton of money renovating a house. Like you watch Flip or Flop or yeah, you know yeah, one yeah, of these yeah. like renovating shows, and, and it's like you can if, fix something and not spend a ton of money. I don't money. care if the seats are comfortable for the fans. I don't care if it's a good experience for them. People are going to come anyways no matter what. No matter yeah. if you can see the stadium well or not, people will show up. And you're only going to get a certain amount of people no matter what, right? Like it's not because, oh, I can see – I can see good. It's not a returning event anyways. Like if you build a baseball stadium and the seats aren't good, people ain't coming back over the course of 10 years. You know, People ain't coming back no matter what. So if the seats ain't good, it doesn't matter. But the facilities need to be good. Like the ice rink needs to be good or whatever you're building, things like that. So spend your money on the ice, not on the seats, not on the not on the experience of the fans. You know, like they're not coming back anyways. It don't matter. Uh, but yeah, that's how we do it, guys. That's how we do it. You gotta. You have to. You just have to. If you're not doing it that way, you're going to lose billions. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This Clearing the Air has been brought to you by, once again, Cafe Deschard, the greatest coffee in the world. For those of you free seeking that fresh mocha accompanied with rich cream oozing down your throat, you cannot go wrong with Cafe Deschard going off in your face. Also, Cafe Deschard is not your typical cafe experience. After your 13th bag, we give you half-cost shipping and 10 cents off your order. Also, on your birthday, if you send us your driver's license, you will get a free bag! Clear the Aircast on Twitter, Clear the Aircast.